For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to BetOnline today and get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntzinger. I'm back for this podcast. I'll probably miss not, a couple more. I'm not used to this voice. Holding it down. I, I know. It, it feels this? weird. It feels weird. Usually, uh, I, I've gotten used to hearing Tyranny's voice. But uh, I am joined by the aforementioned Matt Tyranny, the social media connoisseur. Uh, we'll, we'll give the cockroach talk a rest because I just want to give a quick shout out. I talked about it in the chat, but I want to do it publicly as well. Uh, the work that Tyranny has done on the Top of Thunder Twitter page and social media as a whole has been nothing short of miraculous compared to what's been out there. So just want to give a shout out to Tyranny for all your hard work and your uh, yeah what you, what you've done for the Twitter page. Thanks. Appreciate it. And just having fun. Um, to the chagrin. To the chagrin of Doug Beck, the co- yeah. cockroach connoisseur name is is being retired for oh. a little bit. Could be a Michael yeah. Jordan retirement or a Jay Z retirement. Yeah. but <laughs> it'll be back. We're being nice to Tierney for one episode, then we got to get on his head again. That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think the next I'm I've officially started uh, dabbling in video editing again. I'm going to expand into, the, into hey. that soon. I'm I, I'm thinking TikTok. I think TikTok's the move. Yes, but, that's what I was about to say. We'll see. We'll see. There's there's I've, also a YouTube Shorts. I've been in the lab with uh, CapCut. I've I've gotten pretty decent. So so that's let's go. That's my next that's my next project for Topic Thunder. So we'll see how that it. goes. But I'm good. Otherwise, um, <clears throat> I just you know we're getting so spoiled, boys. We're just getting so spoiled with this freaking team. It's unbelievable. So. I'm just happy to like jump in and talk about it. Let's do it's it. It's a good time to be a Thunder fan, but uh, I got to get to the the other guy that's been on every podcast, even though I haven't been on it. Uh, my compadre, the compatriot. He is patrolling the streets of Gotham in a parked car right now, the Batmobile. The one, the only, the creature of the night, Alex Rohig. Oh, I like that. The creature of the night. That's a new one. 
Hey, I'm just looking right, at so you I'll in the darkness, you, man. Yeah. It came out there. I'll, I'll add that one to my uh, NBA, uh, my uh, basketball reference page nickname. There you go. <laughs> I'm Love good, it. man. I'm good. Love it. Ready to talk about this game. All right, and we are also joined by returning to the podcast for the first time since the regular season started, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the underscone, Connor. What up, Con? Hey, this, this is the second time I've been on here during the regular season. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I remember all one of the together time. For me. Was, was, yeah, don't don't was, forgot about me. It's all right. It happens. It was regular uh, season opener, wasn't it? No, nah, it was, I think, within the last couple of weeks i think it was like three or four games in it was after right, the pistons game after the pistons game is when i was ah, yeah right. but i'm back yeah Welcome uh back. Been, thank you crazy start to the season for me uh working on a bunch of stuff but i always gotta make time to talk okc because i can't make enough videos about it on my youtube channel if i kept doing it people would start unsubscribing so i need an outlet somewhere um this is a good spot to go ahead and do it but yeah amped about this team about the players uh it's I think one of y'all said it when I came in. Uh, great time to be a Thunder fan. Very excited for what we got going on here. And it's nice to know that we're all safe here in Gotham with Alex out there <laughs> patrolling the streets. We appreciate you, Alex. And also, Tyranny. I, I got in late to the love train, but uh, killing it over there on the social media. For real, man. We appreciate you. I appreciate it. I am not the co- – I was saying I'm not Coner uh, uh, chats. I don't, I don't have the algorithm figured out. I just sort of post stuff. But I've learned I've learned from you guys. You just have to post a lot. It works like you just got to keep going. So consistency. Listen, chats don't have the algorithm either. Chats just knows how to type things over and over again in caps lock. And it works sometimes. It's, so. I, I picked up on that. If I just do caps lock and it just works. I don't yeah, know. I just know how to tweet Thunder Legend whenever I see a player that was on the team. That's <laughs> the only thing I know how to do. So it's worked so far. Stuff back yeah. over and over. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I. I just know to, I just know how to put hashtag thunder up on every tweet I send out. Hey, I've kind of stopped doing out. that because I feel like I, I mean this is like yeah, this is like a diatribe, but like or not a diatribe, yeah. that's negative. Uh it's, it's I don't know. It's a it's a TED talk on Thunder Twitter. It's a I feel like a, you know some of those soliloquy tweets, currently. Yeah, some of those tweets that you'd like put hashtag thunder up, sometimes it hurts them. So I've just been like leaving it alone, but yeah, because I mean, also hashtags don't really serve the purchase, purpose of hashtags anymore. Like, you know, how many times yeah. have you searched the hashtag Thunder up recently? I don't think ever. I'm retiring. I remember. Also, uh, <laughs> wow, Dylan, you ruined completely, them. completely off topic as well. But I sad, it needs to be sad, mentioned. Sad day. It needs to be mentioned before we move on. Alex is uh, for the third straight time, I think, has a physical stat sheet. Um, it's amazing. So I, I just want to make sure we we make that public Bam. on the podcast because I love that. I, I love just think it. that's great. I love the old school. You know, with that, he has the power. He could white out stats and rewrite history if he wants Let's to change it. Yeah, and I mean, we give Shay a new career high. Yes, just give him. Just give him two. <laughs> I thought teams wait until he gets like three or four points away from a career high and just start sending doubles, and it pisses me off. I can't get over it. Yeah. Well, hey, let's let's talk about it in the game here. So we did play the Cleveland Cavaliers for the second time this season. This game, they actually had Darius Garland, who had a really good game. Um, they had Jared Allen as well, had a solid game. So they was more full strength. They were missing Isaac Okoro, but we were able to dispatch them 128 to 120 able to hold them off there at the end and not have to, you know, 
come back 10 points in two minutes and 30 seconds uh, like last time. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, a lot to talk about in this game. Um, something I've been doing in the single large item, uh, I, like let's just take the overarching single large item. Like this can't be anybody's because it's what everybody wants to talk about. Shea Gildas Alexander, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just want to kick off this discussion by saying Maddie Mole said in the group chat, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Shea Gildas Alexander is an all-star. And, you know, to call back to That's our true. OKC trip and B-Cone. Uh, shout out B-Cone and, you know, shout talking up, about Shea Gildas All-Star. Um, but I, I got to take it a step further. Shea Gildas Alexander is the NBA's MVP this year. Uh, well, just Just what he's been able to do. Obviously, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not Whoa. saying like he's like better than Jokic right now. I'm saying like in terms of value, like value to his team. I know Jokic is amazing. I know Tatum's amazing. I know like all these amazing players are out there and they're doing their thing. And the Nuggets have a championship team right now. You know, Jokic is a huge part of that, but they have a like they have a great sum of their parts. What Shea Gildas Alexander is doing right now, like these past couple games. Uh, obviously, he had a nice little slump, but early on in the season, carrying this Thunder team to a five and three record, uh, I'm I'm prepared. Like you know, I said in the beginning of the year, I think he's going to win the MVP. I still feel pretty good about that. And if he's going to put on performances like this with hyper efficiency, 43 points on 22 shots, uh, I did the true shooting calculator: 77.5 true shooting percentage tonight. <laughs> like. Nice. Eesh. This this efficiency is unhitherto undreamt of. Uh, if you know, you know. Anybody? Anybody? Do not know. Oh, sorry. Got, Come sorry. on, Doctor Strange, Infinity War. Gosh, how do you guys I, were Marvel fans? I've seen that. I don't even remember oh. that line. That quote's not sticking with me for some reason. My bad, Dylan. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Four, continue. Fourteen Shay. million uh, something 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 possible scenarios. There you go. That's the one. I forgot the number. I know that one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but Shago just Alexander. uh, He's really good at basketball. There's really not much you can do. He's one of those players that uh, you just start laughing when you watch him do some of the stuff that he does. He got Karis Avert a million times in a row in the mid range. It felt like he was hunting out switches on Garland, on Mitchell, attacking off the dribble against a Cavs team that's given him some problems in the past at times, Mm -hmm. where. They've got, you know, Mobley and Allen both down low, and it makes it difficult because the height of those two guys where Shea's a guy who likes to attack and drive into the basket, he can now kind of just counter that by hitting mid-range jumpers. I do also think it kind of shows the value of Chet on this team just as a floor spacer where it felt like the court was way more wide open for Shea than it's been in the past going up against the Cavaliers, and he just cooked anybody who was in front of him. Levert, Garland, Mitchell, like, did not matter who was trying to guard him, Mobley, Allen, anybody and everyone was getting cooked in the mid-range, uh, you know, hit that step back three, huge shot towards the end of the game. The playmaking was great. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, he had a couple of rough games, specifically that Nuggets game, which really is tanking the his stats yeah. across mm-hmm. the board. But even still, with that game, he's averaging 28 points per game, seven boards, 6.4 assists so far. Uh, he's been incredible. And his, his true shooting percentage is still at 60, even though, again, he had one of the worst games of his entire career, and it's only a seven-game sample size, so mm-hmm. or eight-game sample size at this point. He's been amazing. The defense was also great out there. Like Dylan said, if we're talking just straight-up most valuable players, Shea is deserving of being in that category. And if we keep playing like this, 
the MVP buzz is going to build right now with this mm-hmm. win. We're five and three. We are the fifth, I think, or sixth seed in the Western Conference with this win. I think we're at the Maybe five fifth. Spot. Yeah, we're at yeah. the five spot right now because the Pelicans lost tonight. Starting Jeremiah mm-hmm. Robinson Earl. Shout out to Thunder Legend Whoa. Jerry. Yeah, he started That's for wild. them. Nice. Uh, Zion, no Zion, no Ingram. They lost by like 30 points to the Timberwolves. They got destroyed. <laughs> um, so, oh, dang it. Yeah, unfortunate. Sorry, Shout out to Thunder Legend Jerry over there. But yeah, we looked really good. Like out of <laughs> There we the go, teams, Thunder Legend. Thunder Legend. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of all teams in the Western Conference, we've looked like one of the best five teams in the West up to this point. Like, it's not just, you know, a product of the schedule or anything. We've had some tough matchups. The Cavs are a really good team. To beat them twice, like the two times we play this season, to beat them both times is huge. You know, we played the Warriors really close to that. Shea, I think it was you, Dylan, who tweeted out during that game that feels like something kind of clicked for us offensively in that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like we continue to see that and Shea jumping back into things and, you know, being able to give us 40 points whenever we need it is big. So yeah, I, you know, I'm hopeful Shake can win MVP right now. I don't think he is, but if we're talking just straight up, like the name of the award, the most valuable player, Shay certainly deserves to be in that conversation because he's, the numbers don't reflect it quite yet, but he's playing some of the best, probably the best basketball of his career to, you know, this game was one of the best games I've probably ever seen Shay play. Yeah. I'd like to know if you took out that Denver game, what his, his stats would be like, because I think they'd be ridiculous. Um, I, I think Cone, you had mentioned it, like how they double team him and it like messes. He can't get a career high or something like that. I was going to say at the top too, I think the refs are kind of just screwing Shea's career high. Like if, if he got he's the still same not number, getting every call he deserves, <laughs> if he's getting the same amount of free throws as like freaking Karis Levert, then you've got yourself a 50 point game. I mean, <clears throat> that that's the numbers out up there. Um, yeah. And then also to kind of tack onto the, the, the spreading of the court. I think like, yeah, Chet adds a lot to this team with that. I think you also now add like a, a Lou Dort who just, I guess, makes threes now. Like he just makes two to three, three pointers a game. Uh, and so that threat, you got Isaiah Joe, you have, I mean, Berton's a little bit, you've got guys that can spread the floor. So that also allows the shade to sort of play his game and, and it forces the defense to not always collapse on him which is why I also think he can have these particularly good MVP numbers. And then also real quick, Loki, his defense is really, like, really, really good. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we oh, talk about it. It's enough. great. Like, he, it's, it's fantastic. He, he has fantastic defense. His closeout on the perimeter is, like, phenomenal. So I, I think, like, you put, put that into his package, and, yeah, you have, like, a legitimate MVP candidacy. I, I've been tweeting future MVP with the idea that I can just, like, pivot to be like it's an mvp in the future but i am secretly saying future mvp as in like this year he is an mvp so i just i do want to make that known as well yeah when i said it in the uh prediction pods you had a pretty strong reaction against that i've changed my mind i'm I'm, (laughs) we can change opinion dylan he was not familiar he said what what? (laughs) good alex Man, I mean, he good. That's uh that's about all oh, I can point. add to this uh nice. to this equation right now. <laughs> I mean I mean hey, that's that's all you need to I, love I, was, it. I was I was gonna touch on his his stocks, his uh defensive effort out there. Oh, man. Like, sorry, I stepped that's on the that. thing about being an MVP candidate is no, you good, uh is that it's not just one end of the floor. It's gonna be it's gotta be both ends of the floor. You you know, outside of maybe Harden. 
You've never had an MVP candidate that's just on the offensive end of the floor. And this guy has been, you know, uh, is he leading the league in steals? Is that still Marcus Smart? Uh, because he had three today. Uh, um, yeah, he was the league leader. I'm pretty sure he is. The, I'm pretty sure he is leading the league right now. In totals, probably. Yeah. Need to have tonight. I'll go ahead and search Doing it up. Uh, I think he's probably averaging like like a block a game. He, and just, I mean, he's just he's just out there playing on that end of the floor, and it's helping helping things out so much more. Yeah, Stat, Stat Muse doesn't have it in yet. Uh, our eighth game, but Shea had three still. So he's, he three. I think he's going to be tied with Marcus Smart and Paul George or like really close with them for steals per game. Uh, in terms of total steals, um, it's not coming up for some reason, but yeah, he's, he's in that category. And I mean, then you talk about the shot blocking as a guard, it, he's just completely leveled up. Like it feels like last year took that step and now he's taking another one defensively to the point where, Guys are having a lot of trouble going up against him because of the length, the discipline, the uh, just the instincts on the defensive end too. And I think a lot of that is helped by having guys out there like you know Chet at the rim, where guys have to second guess, and it's giving Shea chances where guys will drive and then they'll hesitate, and Shea will come up and block them or rip it out of their hands, or they'll make a pass because they're like, oh, I was going to go up, and then oh god, there's Chet Holmgren there, so they'll try and pass out, and Shea gets in the lane there. It just opens up so many more opportunities. It's like an underrated part of team defense is the ability for like one guy to lead to the next player where just because Chet's at the rim, a guy makes a pass, which causes another guy to hurry up and make another pass that leads to a steal or the ball gets tipped. Just a lot of different things go into it. And it's been, it's been incredible to watch. Like it feels like this team is really starting to click the more there was that one possession today. I know I'm kind of getting us off track. But there was that one possession today that I think finished in a Shea bucket where we had like three driving kicks like over and over and over until finally we got the shot that we were looking for, which I think was a Shea layup if I remember correctly. And just moments like that or moments like the last game where against the Hawks where Chet gets the block off the backboard on DeJounte Murray because his recovery is ridiculous. The ball gets to Giddy who throws it up to... Uh, I think it was Giddy then to Shea, then up to Dub for the alley-oop. I think that was – oh, no, no, no. That was Giddy to someone else. I'm forgetting uh, who. At the what? end of the game? No, this was like – actually, yeah, yeah. It was towards the end of the game. The Chet block on DeJounte. I'm trying to remember who that oop was to. Anyways, just plays like that. Like the defense, it just feels like everybody's building off each other, and Shea is a big beneficiary of that. I mean, yeah. I think it was talking actually. Sorry, I was trying to remember. It was the chain. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who the who the lob was because we had so many was, we had so many ridiculous it was, lobs. It was the one where it wasn't the one where it was like a one bounce and he threw it with one hand. That was the Jang. I'm pretty sure. That was in the Pelicans Is that game. The one you're talking about. Oh, it was. I thought that was the Hawks game. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> the mystery of the lob. It's all right, but <laughs> Bird, yeah, man. Also, birds, birds nonetheless. Yeah, it was against a bird team. I do want to note while we're talking about Shea, you know, Clipper legend. Uh, the Clippers lost again tonight. I don't know if y'all saw. They're now 0-2 in the James oh, Harden era. And oh they had scored 115-plus points, I think, in almost all their games before Harden got there. And so far, uh, they haven't crossed the 100-point threshold. So I don't know Oof. if it's going to stay like that necessarily. But so far, it's looked kind of rough in that adjustment period. Just something to keep an eye on, you know, for um, one of the teams whose futures we own. Although the Rockets are playing some good basketball right now. So. And Westbrook's going to get the brunt of the blame. Yeah, there, there will be some way. Although, I feel like Harden's one of those guys. I already saw a tweet from someone that was like, 
Uh, I'm hearing rumors that it was a joke tweet, but they're like, I'm hearing rumors that Harden might be requesting a trade here soon. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Very nice. Yeah. So I I was I was busy calculating while you guys were making your points here. If you take out the Denver game, Shea has 32 points per game on 55.8 field goal percentage, 37 and a half three point percentage, 92 and a half free throw percentage. Did you do that Math all for the win? Like, did you just do that in your head? Um, or did you use combination like of mental reference? math and calculator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had basketball. Okay, reference. I was yeah. gonna say like if you. I didn't just have head, it in my head. Really no, impressed. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm, I, I'm not like that. But no, the last thing I wanted to say about Shay is uh, you guys uh, kind of talked about a little bit with the Hawks recap, and it, it was one of the big things that kind of stuck out to me to that game is Shay talked about how he saw the flow of the offense in the Warriors game without him out there. And he made it a point to say that when he came back in, he didn't want to disrupt that. He wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, he was able to do that in the Hawks game. I think he had 30 points, eight assists. And tonight he had 43 and seven assists or no, six assists. I'm sorry. And I, I still feel like even though he was getting his and a lot of those buckets were in ISO, it, it wasn't at the detriment of how this team wants to play, you know, how, how the team wants to run their offense. He's still moving. That ball's still moving. Like it's not, he's not just getting the basketball and, you know, basically just, you know, dribbling between his legs for 13 seconds every possession. Like the ball is moving. It's finding the open man. And then, you know, it gets towards the end of the shot clock. It finds Shea and Shea go do something. And, and 90% of the time he will. But uh, I, I think that that's huge for this team because, you know, going into the season, we were all very high on their defense. Like, we've got a lot of good individual defensive players. Mark Dagnall's a very good defensive-minded coach, uh, ha- has good defensive schemes. Offense was always going to be the question because Shea's the engine. It's just how does the rest of the team fit around him? And so far, we've been able to, you know, shoot a really respectable clip. I think I saw we were six in the NBA in terms of three-point percentage coming into the game tonight, and we shot – uh, what, what did we shoot tonight? We was over. We shot 50, 49, 90 yeah. as a team. Alex has the physical stat sheet. Ask him. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, 42.9% from three tonight. So, I mean, that's just going to go up. And that's that's just a testament to the offense that, you know, the Thunder's trying to run because if that ball is moving, the player's moving, guys are going to get open looks. And with Shea driving a million times a game, and so many other players able to step out and knock down the shots, like sky's the limit for this team. So I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, we could talk about Shea all night. We'll definitely touch on him later on the podcast, but we got to get to our next couple single large items. Uh, I'm going to kick it to Tyranny because, A, I know he won't like it, but also, B, because he deserves it for doing so good the past couple weeks on our socials and everything. So You're right. I don't like it, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> Tyranny's about to swing the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Extra pass, uh, extra pass. I like having it last because then I can, because then I I don't have a a monster amount of choices that I'm bogged down by. So, and I always feel like the one I'm going to pick is the wrong one. Uh, So I'm just going to again go with the first person I see that stuck out. Uh, My single large item is Casey Wallace. Um, He was so close, so close another perfect game another perfect uh like he's had two games in the first three where he did miss a shot 
He was, I think, five for five and then missed his last two. Um, but the point is, like, besides just being efficient, the reason he is is because he's just, like, always in the right spot and mm -hmm. never not in the right spot. It's just, like, that's just the way he plays. And he's he is a rookie. I keep I think I've said this, like, twice now in a row. But he's, excuse me, a rookie that just basically immediately fit perfectly into an offense and he just sort of, like, plugged in. And it's like, this is his role and he's good at it. And there's like no developing into it. It's just, that's what he is. And he can still improve from here. But like the fact that he's already kind of found his role, his niche is, is amazing. He, we kind of all sort of went in, or at least I went in as like, oh, he's a really good defensive guard. Like he's a very physical, like intense guy defensively, not really thinking about the offensive part of it, but the offensive part of it is the part that's like, honestly, more surprising because again, of how, how well he just sort of fits into, to everything. He's always in the right spot. He's always in the, he always moves to the, the open area, whether it's in the perimeter or, or cutting inside, like he's always doing the right thing. Um, so Casey Wallace is my guy. And I hope, I hope one day we have another perfect game so I can talk about it, but he was so close again <laughs> today. And, and I love, I love to see it. He's just, he's my favorite, um, my favorite guy off the bench. He should get as many minutes as we can give him. Wow, it still, it still hurts a small amount though. About. That's it hurts me. It, I, it, it hurts so so much to do it, but I have to be honest. I have to like, I can't just trash a guy who's playing this well. That would be ridiculous. I would never do something like that. Never. Yeah. Well, hey, Matt, something there, that's there's fun. A, there's a uh, there's a timeline where in the future our our uh, bench backcourt next year is Casey Wallace and Elliot Cadeau. So no, Elliot Cadeau. That's not happening. <laughs> Elliot Cadeau but, is amazing. Listen, like his, Cadeau his game might against be... Radford. Game against Radford was awesome. He looked a little bad at the beginning. He was doing a little too much, but my boy can my boy can hoop. My boy can pass. He's listen, a good I don't disagree with that, but Presty's not gonna draft a six foot point guard. Doesn't matter. He's got heart, Dylan. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. No, heart. I got gotcha. you. We draft um, people, not players, Dylan. We exactly. don't know what kind of person he is. We got Zayden High on that that UNC team too. He's he's a big boy. We can draft him right. instead if we need to, or both. We don't do both. Yeah. So the thing that stuck out tonight for me, okay, and like I mean, you can look at all the stats you want to, and I'll let the guys get to that. The thing that stuck out to me tonight is when the Thunder were trying to stave off the comeback, when the Thunder were in the clutch and they were trying to close out this game. There was somebody on the court tonight and somebody that wasn't on the court. I'm not going to talk about who wasn't on the court right now, but Kaysom mm. Wallace was that guy on the court. And for a guy that's playing his seventh NBA game, that's insane to me. He's been unbelievable. Like, Dylan, I know you and I were huge fans of his going into the draft. I was so stoked when we drafted him. And it's been like it, it's been unbelievable so far, even further than I could like it's gone further than I could have imagined to the point where he's one of the most efficient players in the entire league so far. Give, being tasked with guarding Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, one of the best offensive backcourts in the entire league at one point or another throughout this game. He's being called on to close games, like you said, for a team that's trying to take the jump as a just turned 20 year old. Happy birthday, Queso. In his seventh right. game in the league, eighth game in the league, it, 
doesn't feel like it makes any sense. And this is the second year in a row where we're seeing something like this, where J-Dub, a lot of people are like, oh, like, I hope he starts right away or I hope he gets a bunch of opportunity. And he did, but then, you know, his face got smashed in. But then he comes back and he makes an impact and eventually ends up as one of our best players. Like so far, he's been one of our best players so far. It's the second year where a rookie we added right there around the start of the double digits is making an immediate impact for this team. He has been legitimately unbelievable. There are I don't have enough positive things to say about what Kaysen has done so far this season. Every time he shoots, I think it's going in. Every time he has the ball, I feel super comfortable that he's going to make the right decision or a winning play. There are so many times where a guy will get a rebound on the other team and Kaysen will just smack it out of his hands. And all of a sudden now we've got an offensive board just out of that. Or he doesn't get credit for these offensive boards, but someone goes up and he's just like, you know, poking it around a little bit and someone else takes it away. He just makes all the small plays every single time. Every time Kaysen is on the court, it's a good experience. And for a team that's trying to take the jump, those guys are important. He has been one of the best players on the entire team. We didn't know how much opportunity he was going to get from day one, but coming out of training camp, Mark Daniel said, you know, he feels like one of those vets. He's earned a chance to get a lot of opportunity. And I mean, he just keeps earning more minutes to the point where like Dylan mentioned, and I guess I, I can say the name for now, but he was playing in the final minutes over Josh Giddy out there and he looked really good while doing so. I know I said it. Uh, shout out Josh. I love him. He's been getting a lot of hate on social media recently. I'm not about that, but yeah, Kaysen has been incredible so far. I don't know. I don't even know what else to say. I've, I've, I've tried to find the words for how good he's been and I can't find them. <laughs> Alex, let's go to you, man. It feels, it feels, yeah, it feels like, um, like he, he could have had 20 points easily today. Like I look down and I see 14 points and He's so much in the flow of the offense that I don't necessarily remember any standout plays to say, yeah, you know, he probably had about 15 points tonight. It's just one of those things where he just flows in the offense um, so well with the team and so well with, you know, with the, with like SGA, with the gravity that he pulls with, uh, with Jay will, I mean, with uh, J dub, the gravity that he pulls from the defense. Um, and it just feels like he could have had like, like it, we're going to come to a couple games this season. He's going to have like 22 points and we're not even going to notice it. Like it's going to be so efficient, so flawless that he's just going to have one of those nights where, Oh, we look up and he has 22 points. So I just thought it was very efficient. I thought it was very within the flow of the offense and he doesn't rattle any cages. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do anything like that offensively. He's just part of that system and he's been doing great at it. Yeah, uh, little plug here. You know, obviously, we talked about everything Tyranny's doing, and he's getting into video editing now, so that's exciting. Uh, obviously, Cone has his hand in pretty much everything NBA, Bleacher Report, YouTube, the Twitter. Alex has been doing a lot of work for our site here recently, obviously, been pumping out the podcast. Uh, I've recently joined Thunderous Intentions. I'm going to be writing for them. Uh, can be. I'm going to be going volume shooter on that. I'm going to be pumping out articles as much as I can. But my first article I'm working on right now is about the aforementioned Case and Wallace. And it, it's, it's just called Case and Wallace Impact. And it's talking about the impact that this young rookie has had on this team and the variety of ways to provide the impact. So I'm not going to get into all the nuances of it. Just want to do a little bit of a tease because 
you know, uh, I was working on it today and I didn't want to uh, release it after a bad game. So thank you, Kason, for putting up a good game so I can uh, get this out there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there are, I'll say as someone Long who does seat. like, uh, makes a YouTube video like almost every other day or mostly every day, I find myself consistently looking at the schedule being like, okay, this is the, if I want to make <laughs> this video, this is the result I need on this day. <laughs> like the six, like I was kind of looking for a Sixers win today because I've been meaning to make a video about them and they beat the Celtics. So, yeah, that's very, very common. But, yeah, go check out Dylan. Dylan does awesome stuff. Everyone here does awesome stuff. Guys are killing it. We're all great. We got guys. our hands in everything. We're all just killing yeah. it. Uh, well, behind the scenes of the cone curse there, that's that that's the method behind the madness. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it the whole time. I just I wait to see what happens, and I strike when people don't expect it. So I love it. Well, let's get to Alex on the single large item. He's like I said, he's been on the last few pods. I haven't been able to be on with tyranny as well. And you probably have to go here soon, right? Because break. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Ahead, man. Uh, so, so my uh, SLG or SLI is gonna be uh, Chet Holmgren, man. He was, he's a hooper, man. He was out there, you know. He did, he did his thing that he does. But the the plays that kind of stick out was. You know, the play where he went to go block Donovan Mitchell, that shot was errant. Jared Allen got it, and he got blocked by Chet Holmgren on a recovery. Mm -hmm. um, that was a great shot. That was a great shot block. And then the one where he um, – it was a scramble for the ball. You know, he's he's going past half court to grab the ball. He You know, he, he falls on his butt, gets the ball over to, I believe it was Isaiah Joe. Eventually, we end up with a bucket on that play because of his hustle on that play. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a, yeah, he's just providing everything that this team needs. He is, you know, Shea is the heart of this team, but I think Chet is the, the dog in this team. You know, he's out there just blocking everything, just going for everything defensively. Had a great game offensively once again, 15 points, 7 of 10 shooting, 1 of 1 from 3. He didn't have any free throws, surprisingly, and 7 rebounds. And he only had three blocks. Like, I know that Chet put out that tweet, you know, at the beginning of the season, basically saying, hey, you need to go ahead and check the tape. I probably have more blocks. It completely mm -hmm. feels like – it completely feels like he had more blocks than just three blocks in this game. Like, it's one of those things where his defensive impact is measurable and immeasurable at the same time. Um, but single large item has to go to Chet, man. Chet is just – he is providing another aspect – to this team that we didn't have last year and this team was good last year now we're on the verge of being great so yeah the the chat blocks it always feels like there's not enough like you always think there's more and uh, to, <clears throat> to add on to that with this Cavs team i mean you've got a fully healthy roster with both jared allen and evan mobley who dominate near the rim and he blocked both of them i think he blocked jared allen twice those were two of his three so like all three of his blocks were like legitimate, like well-contested blocks. It wasn't like a Dean Wade, like layup or something. No offense, Dean Wade, um, <laughs> Kansas state legend, but like the, the blocks were very high quality. And, and besides just like the stats, like he, he it's, uh, I, I don't really know if I, I saw like a lot of, it. I wasn't really paying attention too much to it, but like, uh, it just, it's sort of like with Kaysen on the offensive side. I mean, Kaysen defensively is on the right side too, but Chet's, Chet's always in the right place defensively. And if he happens to not be in the right place defensively for a split second, he recovers really, really well. One of his blocks was like 
he was out of place because he was trying to block the first shot that missed. And then Jared Allen got the rebound and then he just like swatted it away into the into the bleachers. So he recovers well when he's not in the right spot, too. So he's just defensively just has has a, a unique ability to just be in positions where he needs to be. And then if he's not, he can just he can just be like, yeah, I can make it up. It's fine. Yeah, probably the, the best put- thing about. Yeah, you go ahead. I just say. I was just going to say the two put-back dunks that he had late in the game were just needed, and they were amazing. Yeah, I was going to mention, the we talked about the lob threat. Jadab has that one play where he throws the lob up to Chet. That's mm-hmm. not a luxury we had last year when we needed something to bail us out. He was right there. And then the put-back dunk was incredible, man, just timing that perfectly, grabbing it. You know, the offense was kind of they, – they were going on a bit of a run. Things looked a little bit shaky. And then Chet goes ahead and hits that, just steadies the ship. He's – I mean, he's also like similar thing with Kaysen. I don't have a lot of words because I can't put into words how good he's been so far. We talked a lot about the defense, the offense, man, where he has a play because he shoots so well from three. <coughs> and people talk about, you know, oh, Chet's going to get bodied by these bigger bigs. Like Chet is such a mismatch on the other end for opposing mm-hmm. fives. They can't do anything about him because he's so quick. And when you when you're going up against a guy who's shooting like 60% from three out there so far this season, you've got to get out there on Chet. So bigs, because they're slower footed than he is, will run out there and then he just drives right past them and dunks or finishes with a layup because his touch is incredible. It feels like he, even if he misses one, he's not missing the second one because he's probably getting his own offensive rebound. And then you see moves like the Dirk fade he hit over Jared Allen, where he goes out and attacks him straight off the dribble, backs up, like, you know, fake does a little shoulder fake and turns around, just shoots it right up and over him and makes it. It doesn't feel like it should be a player that's possible out there with some of the things that you see him do both on and off ball, the spacing he provides to this team, the rim protection, the vertical spacing, everything he does is things that we needed last year. It's unbelievable how big he's been for this team. And obviously, like, we knew Chet was the missing piece. We've been saying that for a while, that he's mm-hmm. a player that really fixed a lot of our needs but he does that and a lot more. Uh, Shea was talking post game about how good Chet's been. And he was like, we just added a huge boost on both sides of the ball this year. He's truly a special player. And I had a bit of a longer answer, but that was kind of the gist of it, which is, I mean, it's exactly true. Also, Chet, after he did his media availability, um, was the first one to ask Shea a question. And he said, how does it feel to be unguardable too? And Shea hit him with the next <clears throat> question, unfortunately. So the one thing oh, Chet can't seem to do oh. is get get answers out of the other guys, which is unfortunate. Not a good but, journalist. Yeah, you can't be perfect at everything. He's trying, but you know, you're going to miss somewhere. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, it's yeah tough. What's, what's wild about Chet, man, is like, you know, he had a good night for all intents and purposes, like numbers-wise and everything, like he had – um, 15 points on seven rebounds, shot efficiently, 70% from the field, 100% from three on one-on-one uh, three-pointers, and, you know, obviously what he did defensively. But offensively, he could have got more. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he had nine points coming out of the first quarter, um, and, you know, then it was kind of like the Shea show. And, you know, it, like I said earlier, it wasn't like – you know, Shea was taken away from the offense or just like going ISO God or anything like that. Like it was in the flow of the offense, but it was clear who had it tonight. And Shea goes Alexander and the other guys kind of just fell into place, like where they needed to do to, you know, kind of, you know, lift Shea Mm -hmm. up in that, like, you know, Chet was, you know, able to really lock in defensively, get work on the board, space the floor. Jalen Williams was a guy that also like, you know, we'll talk about in a little bit, but you know, he, 
he didn't force a lot of shots. Like he didn't have a lot of points kind of going into the fourth. Josh Giddy didn't put up a lot of shots. Even Dort, who's been freaking human torch from three the past few games and, you know, still shot great from three this game. Um, I, I felt like he didn't even, you know, do as much as he had been doing because, you know, Shea had taken on this load offensively in this game and was, you know, getting all the buckets that he needed to. Other guys just kind of, you know, which is kind of long for the ride. And it's it's disappointing, but it's like when we talk about with the Tylers, um, uh, you know, over the weekend, like, you know, that's just never been Chet Holmgren. He's not a big numbers guy. Like, he can get numbers on anybody whenever he wants, but he's going to do what he thinks he needs to do to help this team to win the basketball game. And, I mean, that's worth its weight in gold. So, yeah, shout out, Chet. And, uh, yeah, he's my, uh, my, my statistical ahead, large item before I go, you know, before I go, oh. um, you know, one of the biggest Whoa. things um, that, have, that have been he's hard got the on this team is, New large is rebounding. Alert. And yeah, is rebounding. And so, you know, tonight we tied with, Cle- with Cleveland at 41 rebounds and we won the offensive rebounding battle by one, baby. We're on our way. Championship. There we go. Hey, we take it easy, Alex. As we lose one member of the unit, we bring in another one. Joining us Whoa. now is Whoa. Maddie Moles. Oh, Whoa. hell no. I'm going to stay on for this now. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, what's Whoa. up, fam? Y'all are up and Whoa. done it. Cornstalks let him out. <laughs> <laughs> what's good, fam? Hey man, we're just discussing not, this uh, th- this crazy Thunder victory. We've already talked about Shay, talked about Case, and talked about Chet. Uh, I-, I can go to you, man. You got a single large item for this game besides those guys? Uh, yeah, I need to see Lou Dort in the three point contest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like whenever just, he he has to. The precedent is he just has to be told it's the beginning of the game because if it is, he'll knock it a duck. He'll knock it down every time. Whenever he's the game every time. Whenever he shoots, I I expect it to go in. Now it's like games. You know, people talk about Game Six, Clay, but we've been seeing Game Seven, Lou, like all season. Um, it's it's been incredible. I, I think he's just seeing red. Like he's thinking he's playing Houston every single game right now. He's coming out just blazing, and we're making teams pay for stacking the paint. It does not mm-hmm. matter what the disposition is on the court. We can have the rookie out there. We can have Lou out there. They can let Chet just roam free. Chet is not hesitating to just rise up from the top of the key and make people pay. You asked, Dylan, you asked for spacing around SGA. You got it, baby. I, I think we have it. Now, people are, are crapping all over Giddy on Twitter, and you could do that. That's fine. He does a lot of other things well. I do think that the shot will eventually come around for him. It is very frustrating, though, that he's not. Like, if you would have asked me who, sh- who shoots better from three, Lou or Josh Giddy, I would have said Giddy all day long before mm. the season started. Obviously, that's not the case. That's not come to fruition <laughs> yet. But, like, my single large item is the fact that, like, yeah, I want to see Lou, you know, shoot threes. He's the catch and shoot, which we talked about, Dylan, before the season. Mm. Like, mm. that's real. Um, being in position and not have to like dribble to, to move into the shot. You just catch it, you shoot it, you're where you're at, and that's money. His pump fake and reset and shoot has still been effective, which has been great. 
Um, and I don't feel like he's forcing it, but we have two guys on the perimeter now that we could stagger and throw on any point of attack uh, offensive player and feel fine on that end while making them pay on the other end for stacking the paint against SGA. This is a team that you can see that is like built to win in late April and May. And I said on Twitter, potentially June, like mm-hmm. we can see the blueprint for what we're doing. It's, it's coming to fruition. That Cleveland team that we've beaten twice now is a playoff team in the East, and they're a very good team. They're, they're a team that could potentially have home court in the first round. And, and that, that's a team that we've beaten twice. So yep. there's a lot to be excited about for what we're doing offensively and defensively. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been waiting to talk about Lou. Um, like, like I mean, Maddie said it best. Put this in the three point contest. It would be <laughs> there is not a shot in the world he's making it to every ball and all those racks with his shot, but he's gonna give it his best try. And if he makes all the ones that he does shoot, <laughs> it doesn't matter anyways. Lou's been so good. Uh, the three point shot has been huge. Of course, that's the big thing. It's been a question of. You know, can Lou knock down those threes consistently to play with this team long term? He's doing that. And not only that, but like the decision making and the finishing around the rim and the mid range pull ups that have just become a thing that he does. Everything's been great. And Lou was asked about his improved efficiency. Uh, Brandon Raybar posted the quote on Twitter and he said, just reading the game, taking my time, seeing the best thing I can do for my teammates, trying to see who is open instead of me just forcing my way to the rim. I spent a lot of time watching film in the offseason. And it was quoted by someone who allegedly is close with Lou's longtime personal trainer. They've been friends since high school. And they said that a big part of Lou's uh, training and like kind of uh, regimen, I guess, this offseason was mm-hmm. working on patience and decision-making on drives. That was a huge point of emphasis for him going into the season, apparently. And I think it shows a lot. Like, we are seeing a much more controlled Lou Dort out there that's making great decisions, that's knocking down threes. He's picking and choosing his shots really well. And it's transformed him into one of our – I mean, he's always been super important as a defensive player, but he's one of our most impactful players on both sides of the ball at this point. Like when Lou goes ahead and drives last year, I was kind of worried. This year, I just expect him to have some kind of LeBron-like finish. Like he, today, got the ball under the rim, and I feel like typically he would have forced it up, but instead got the pump fake, got someone up in the air, and got a foul. He did the same thing in the mid-range. I don't know if I've ever seen Lou Dort foul bait for a free throws in the mid-range before. It's just really smart basketball. It feels like he's learned a lot in this offseason. He's grown a lot as a player. He's looking like by far not even close the best version of himself that we've ever seen so far. And he's doing it on a consistent basis, which is huge for us. He was a guy that got a lot of, you know, people saying, oh, he could be the trade chip going forward in the future. And if if this is the version of Ludor we're getting, we better not do anything with him. (laughs) Ludor better. I've always wanted Lou to stay here as long as possible. I love Ludor, but like this is him playing like this on the contract that we have him on right now is a steal. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the the driving makes sense. Like, it, I, I totally believe that he, based off, you know, that information that comes out, he's he, that makes sense because he's not making those mistakes. He's not playing like hero ball. Um, I still have commitment issues with Lou Dort shooting. I said this last time. Like, I am just waiting for the other shoe to drop where <laughs> he just, he just like kind of goes completely ice cold. But, but, 
until that shoe drops, we just kind of have to assume he's the he's a, he's just a good shooter now, I guess, because we're now at a point where st- like the statistics are showing that like it's seven games in it, it like how long do you have to do it to, before it's like he's just a consistent shooter now maybe he's improved so um i'm still not totally there yet i want to be um but that said i still want him in the three-point contest just because he's got the heart and soul for it tyranny have you considered what if <clears throat> lou dort just doesn't miss now have you considered what if he that? just doesn't miss i i put it in the chat i was like lou dort just doesn't doesn't miss and maybe yeah, he, he just has done that he decided to try the I'm going to make all my three strategy and it's, it's working such a good strategy. Well. Yeah, it's, it's a such one. a good strategy. Don't know. He, he, is, he is playing in the Kings on Friday as part of the in season tournament. And we know how see how Lou Dort does in tournament games. So that's true. Mm. Big game Dort mm. always shows up. Mm. <laughs> Dort, Dort right now shooting the three is like when um, Happy Gilmore makes a hole in one. He's like, oh, I should just do that every time. Like, that's so much easier than having to putt. Like, it's such a it, good strategy. It, it it works. Yeah. Yeah. I will say he, he did revert a couple times tonight. There were some iffy drives. There was one particular he drove straight at Jarrett Allen and jumped and turned his back to him and tried to flip it up. That was a Why, weird one. What, yeah. what, what, what were we doing, Lou? That was a weird one. But, hey, he's, he's hot. He's hot. Let him go. Let yeah, him go. No, <laughs> overall, he's been great. Defense defensively like i know that we've like kind of quabbled about if he should be on all defensive team in the past couple years but like i i i think that he's taken another step defensively this year like i i think that there's more intention behind it he's more physical um and he's really taking his matchups personally like you know donovan mitchell had 40 points against us the last time we played Tonight, Ludor had him in absolute hell, dude. Like, oh yeah, twenty points, uh, nine of twenty shoot or no, eight of twenty three shooting, one and nine from three, and I mean, just making him work for everything. There was a possession late in the game whenever like Mitchell he got a couple buckets late, was trying to close the deficit. There was a possession where he got iced on Kaysen. He was trying to post him up. He was looking um, to his left shoulder on you know towards baseline case was posting him up and then we sent Lou Dort at him the double i'm sorry man if you got case and wallace and Lou Dort double teaming you're you screwed. just rats. give the ball to us just give rats. it to us just yeah just hand the ball over be like sorry for for doing this uh please excuse my offense and here you go just give it and i think i think he did for you know for for what it's worth i think he did turn it over so yeah i mean shout out Lou he's been phenomenal defensively his shooting i you know, I'm cautiously optimistic on this being a real thing, but um, I, I'm enjoying the ride right now for for what it is right now. And um, I, I have a tweet saved in the drafts right now. I didn't get it out tonight, but who's uh, who are we to thank more, or who's more responsible for Lou Dort shooting this year? Is it Chip England or the Reynolds reporter that uh, was roasting his jump shot the entire interview? Yeah, he said, I, he said "I'm have to prove I'm have to prove him wrong." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on your on your point, like I don't, he's not going to shoot fifty two point five percent from three this season, like he's not so far. He's not going to shoot that. But if he's anywhere close to forty, like that's incredible development, and it feels like I mean, we're seven games or eight games in. Like it's not like it's the first three games anymore. He's still doing this at a very high level. Obviously, eight games only a tenth of the way through the season, but it does seem like enough to Mm -hmm. say that it's very much improved at the very least. We again. We'll see how much of the improvement actually is at the end of the season. But so far, um, yeah, he's been great. 
Yeah, it's a shame we haven't had Jerry on uh, since the regular season started. I think I shouldn't say that definitively because obviously all these pods run together for me. But um, <laughs> with Lou Dort balling like that, we haven't got to hear Jerry say, I love you, Lou. Hope you're doing well. So, oh, we threw that uh, in last pod. Don't worry. I, I heard that. I heard that. But you know, you need to record it, a sound bite of him and just drop yeah. it in episodes. Just gotta have yeah. that in there. Yeah. We, we got to get Dolan to do that. Like my no, dude. <laughs> and Tierney's is like, what? Wait, what? Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. Um, all right. Uh, let's uh, – is it – oh, it's just me and Cone now. All right, Cone, I'll let you have it. What's your single large item for this game? I don't know. We've kind of gone through a lot of different things. I guess I guess the single large item is probably Josh Giddy. Uh, he's struggling it. so far. And mm. it's not been super pretty. There have been some big moments the fourth quarter against – was it the goal? Was it the Warriors game? Or mm-hmm. was it the yeah, the Warriors game? Huge fourth quarter there, really turned it up in that moment. Uh, had some great moments throughout a couple of these games. Just hasn't put together super consistently so far. Uh, we talked about earlier, got benched in favor of Case and Wallace going down the stretch of this game, which in this matchup, I think was the better decision. Mm-hmm. Josh just isn't a great matchup for this Cavs team, doesn't work super well with the lineup and personnel they run out there. And, you know, I mean, last year he also started really slow. It was a really slow start. I remember similar stuff, like people calling for Josh's head, saying we need to trade him, he's a bust, this and that, all throughout the beginning of last season. And I think I think people are getting a bit impatient because we seem to be showing those signs of taking that next step. We're five and three, fifth in the Western Conference right now. Still very early, but it does feel like this team is good. Like this feels like a good team. And so far, Josh hasn't been very good. So I feel like people are really honing in on that. And yeah, I mean, like I said earlier in the pod, I'm a Josh Giddy fan of rooting for a success. And I think he's going to turn it around. I'm not super worried like a lot of people are. It's been a rough start to the season. And I understand people are upset, but I don't know. It again feels like people need to recognize that these are younger players. Development mm-hmm. isn't linear and it's, you know, not. There are going to be ups and downs throughout the season. We see it all the time. Shea had a seven point game against the Nuggets. Like, and he was, he's, he was perfectly fine. Yeah, he was eight perfectly fine later strong. on. Come on, now. Eight, eight points, man. Whatever. He, he gained another one. They made a stat correction, but <laughs> like everyone has ups and downs, man. It's going to happen. You know, Jada started last season really slow and turned it up a lot towards the end. He's had some up and downs so far throughout this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are just kind of spoiled with the great young talent that we have on this roster. It's going to take time. Like, not everyone's going to figure it out immediately. I would have been shocked if everybody was playing, like, stellar so far. Josh has just been kind of slow to come along. I'm still very optimistic. I think he's going to be perfectly fine. I think the calls to trade him and this and that are overblown at the moment. We're only eight games into the season. You know, it's. I, I think he'll be perfectly fine. It's just going to take some time. So that was kind of my little ramble. I, I do think, or I do like Mark going to, you know, the better fit there at the end, like, what Casey mm-hmm. was doing out there, I think he earned the responsibility to be out there at the end of that game. I think he earned that opportunity, and he was big. Like, we needed him out there at the end, and he thrived in that role. I do like that Mark isn't afraid of being like, okay, this is the personnel we need out there on the court mm-hmm. to go ahead and get this win. As much as I want to see Josh succeed, and I believe that he will, you know, in that moment, Casey was the better player to have out there. And, you know, I like that. I think that shows that we're trying to compete, that we're trying to continue to level this thing up. And getting Case in, you know, it's important to get Josh those reps too at the end of the game. But getting Case in those reps against a great Cleveland team that, like Moles mentioned, is going to be a playoff squad and has the chance to fight for home court advantage out there. Like getting him those reps against two of the best 
offensive guards in the league in Mitchell and Garland is huge for him. So I just want to say I like that Mark is willing to make the decisions that we need to make to win. I think that's a sign of a good coach that you're not just going to force things. You're going to let players play. If they're playing well, keep them in there. You know, Don't change things up just for the sake of changing it up. If guys are succeeding, put them in those spots. Let them keep running it out in those spots. And yeah, Josh is going to be fine. I'm not worried. Yeah, that, that reminds me a lot of uh, Wee Dort's debut whenever we put him in against the Timberwolves. And basically he had to check uh, D'Angelo Russell there late in the game and forced a turnover, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So, yeah, he did. yeah, just kind of, you know, Mark, Mark's got a history for throwing his guys in the fire, you know, just trying to see if they burn. But, um, yeah, I'd be remiss to, if I didn't mention this this one mess up I forgot about with Kaysen because, you know, I had to call out loose. I'll call out Kaysen too. Uh, there was a play late in the game, like yeah. you were saying. Uh, Shea gets 43, and they start to blitz him. And first of all, they sent Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley to blitz Shea at half court. Don't understand that logic at all. But Shea drives in. He looks over to Chet and kind of feeds Kaysen, who is just chilling in the dunker spot, and Kaysen doesn't make the catch. It would have been an easy two points, easy assist for Shea. Uh, Rookie mistake, you know, I'm sure he'd love to have that one back. But, you know, I I did have to point that one out. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows at the end, but he did play phenomenally. Uh, getting back to Josh Giddy, it what's frustrating with him a lot of the same with Chet is it felt like he was in for a better game from jump because I, I tweeted out Darius Garland is food. Like it felt like we got so many of our points in the first half just going at Darius Garland, and it started with Josh Giddy. You know, the Cavs were cooking early, I think they had a 6 0 lead on us. And Josh Giddy was able to stop the bleeding by just bully balling Darius Garland. And he did it again. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a trend if they don't switch this up. And he kind of abandoned it. He started going at bigger guys. He started, um, you know, to not look for his shot as much anymore. And I like, you know, I, I understand everything you're saying. Con, I'm right there with you. Like he's very young, um, you know, and he started off slow last year and to just like abandon him and throw him to the wolves is like very short sighted. Um, and I, I do think better days are ahead for Josh Giddy. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that are hating on him and I'm not even one of the guys that are just saying we should trade him. My mindset is if there is a star trade out there and you have to trade one of your young core pieces, Josh Giddy is the one that I'm more willing to put out there um, than the other three. That's that's kind of my mindset behind it, um, if that makes sense. But, I mean, like I said, I, I think better days are ahead for Giddy. I think he's in a little bit of a slump. Everybody has slumps, like you said. He started off slow last year. And he still found ways to impact the game, not just scoring today. You know, he had five rebounds, six assists. He had a steal. He had a block, which is a rare occurrence for Josh Giddy. Uh, you know, was really using his length out there, obviously. Swab Wizard had some great passes out of the sideline out of bounds. And um, one of the plays that I really appreciated is Chet got a deflection. I think it was like the third quarter. He got a deflection, yeah. and yeah, Shea, Shea was like blitzing for the ball, and he wasn't going to quite get it, and it kind of went towards the center of the court. Josh Getty hustled, tipped that thing up to Shea, and Shea was able to get a run-out dunk for it. And, you know, it's easy whenever you're having a bad game to kind of put your head down, mope, and sulk about it. But Josh Giddy forgot about everything that was happening, had short-term memory, 
went in there, put in the effort, and made the play for his teammate. You know, to make to make a, a another play. You know, to make winning plays. So uh, I think that you know mindset, especially like you know when you're going through low points, is super important. And it feels like Josh Giddy has the right mindset despite his struggles. Yeah, and I mean it's it really does feel like it's just there are some moments where he's forcing it and some moments where he's not being as aggressive as he should. Like you said, whenever he gets those smaller mismatches, that's something he needs to just go for it. Just take those Mm -hmm. guys, back them down and attack when there are bigger guys on him, you know, play, make a bit more. And I think it's about finding that balance, especially which I think the whole team still has to do. Like Mm -hmm. there are some moments where it feels like, Hey, maybe Chet should be getting more looks because he's so efficient out there. There are times where it's like, okay, maybe Shea should be a bit more involved. Like tonight he was very involved And it still feels like he might have been able to get more shots here and there. I think it's, you know, even like Jada, people are like, oh, he might average 20 this season. He's been really efficient and he's not doing quite that. I think it's just, you know, guys are getting in the flow of the offense. We're still trying to figure things out. It does feel like we're getting better, but it's going to take time. And I think Josh is one of those guys that has kind of gotten lost in that shuffle so far where he's just kind of got to kind of figure out that destroyed me. Uh, he's got to figure out you know, <laughs> exactly when to take those opportunities. And I think it'll come. So, yeah, that's, I guess, kind of the thoughts on Josh Giddy. I agree with what you're saying, though, Dylan. Like, you know, it's, it is it is like people are thinking, you know, everyone wants to talk about the star trade. That's like the big next step for OKC at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of people thinking, oh, if we have to make a trade, who's the piece that gets dealt? So we heard a lot of the same thing with Dort, I know, in the offseason. Yeah, um, and honestly, like you know, like we've said, um, you know, I don't necessarily think or believe in star trades coming. Like, if we know mm-hmm. anything about Sam Presti, he's very patient, he's very methodical. I think he wants to give this core time and you know see what they need around it to succeed rather than replacing one of them. So uh, you know, don't as much as I would love Larry Markinen in a Thunder jersey, because I would love Larry Markin in a Thunder jersey. I don't think it's going to happen. So, um, we'll start to cut you off. Um, in 25 minutes, eight, six, and five with two stocks, plus two in the plus minus. Like, let's not act like Josh Giddy does nothing for the team. I think mm-hmm. people people like to harp on the 0 for 2 from 3, and he wasn't very efficient shooting from the field, and I get that. But, like, there were, like, three rebounds that it could have been him or Chet, and Chet just happens to be – a freak and be a little bit taller. And so he, he bullied the rebound kind of away from his own teammate uh, there. Like if you're looking at eight, you know, nine and five, does that make you look a little different? You know, one bucket away from, from being right on the double double. And he's not really the primary focus of the offense. Like Giddy was asked early on in his career to have a role that was much larger than what he's doing now. That's a bit of a transition for some players and he's trying to fit in. You can see like the knockout to Shea, he's still involved. He's still engaged. He's still trying to make winning plays. I think sometimes he's assertive when he probably shouldn't be, but he, he was conditioned to be so because we didn't have everyone else. And we, we didn't have a Chet Holmgren last year. So like, let's, let's pump the brakes kid on a little bit of the, Let's let's get Giddy out of here. Mindset. I think the kid is going to be huge for us moving forward. We're going to need that other facilitator. Like I love J Dub. Like as much as the next guy, 
he can't be the number two facilitator right now for us, right? You see sometimes he starts to panic, his handle gets a little loose, things like that when he's asked to facilitate the offense. He's not the playmaker for everyone else quite yet. He can get there, but he's not there yet. Josh Giddy can be that force multiplier for everyone, and I think we take that for granted. So, like, looking at the combination of all the pieces together and what he brings out in other people, maybe Cleveland's not the game that that's going to come out in. I don't think he did very well in the previous game against them. But you just mentioned earlier that we're not in that Golden State game. One, without Shea, he was out. Um, but we're certainly not there without Josh Giddy's uh, assertiveness that he has learned since he came into the league um, yeah, against them and in, in, in like initiating the offense and making them pay for putting a baby on him or a smaller person on him and, and, and you know, rocking the baby to sleep like Westbrook used to. So, like, <laughs> it's not perfect. There's, there's going to be some growing pains. We're not even a tenth of the season or, you know, whatever, 10% of the way through the season yet. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time, but like Josh is there, uh, he's, he's going to be big. So be patient. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, I'm going to get to Mustang Orge Autumn and then I have a quick game to close out the pod. Uh, just going to talk about Jalen Williams. Just, uh, actually I'm going to talk about both the Jalen Williams. Uh, Ooh. so first we got dub, uh, didn't have like a super loud, Stat line, 15 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal. Was efficient, 50% from the field, 100% from three, one-on-one, four-four from the stripe. But he had timely buckets tonight. Uh, I think most of his points – I think he had four points going into the fourth quarter, four or six points going into the fourth quarter, and uh, he scored the rest of his points in the fourth. And it did so kind of in like the waning moments. Uh, I know he had a couple drives he had – a pull-up midi, he had a couple layups, he got to the line a couple times, he had that three-pointer. Like, he had some really timely buckets in the clutch. And it's it's been extremely frustrating watching Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams just because they haven't lived up to the massive expectations that we've put on them so far. And, yes, they're 100% young. And, you know, like I said, I'm expecting better days. But – we're starting to see flashes more from Dub than Giddy the past few games. Um, you know, it, it was kind of more complete in the past two games, but in this one, you know, w- we've seen a lot of flashes in the fourth quarter from Jalen Williams. So uh, very excited to see that. And then also shout out to my guy, Boom, who had some a timely boom tonight in the fourth quarter. That was huge. huge had to have oh, my that. God. Played played uh, very limited minutes, 10 minutes in this game. But in those minutes, he had six points, three rebounds. And as I said, he hit two threes, one early in the game and one late in the fourth quarter. Whenever our offense seemed to stagnate, he knocked one down the corner. And, uh, yeah, shout-out Boom, man. You know, boom boom makes an impact. So, uh, shout-out to both of the Jalen Williams. Um, yeah, I mean, just just quick hits. Wiggs, Joe, Bertans, Jang all got in. Uh, off the bench. Berton's never seen a shot he doesn't like. Uh Jang was fine. His uh, defense was pretty good. Berton's like solid. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's not a sieve. Um Wiggins, 0 with three. You could tell it wasn't as nice. So Mark kind of pulled him. Uh Isaiah Joe couldn't get it going efficiently from three. Shot two of six, but man, that shot looks pretty when it goes in. So looks nice. Um, 
yeah, the Thunder were six coming into the game, three point percentage, shot forty two point nine percent. So it's gonna be interesting to see where we end up there. But talking about three point percentage, we're gonna play a game right after we're from our sponsors. And we're back after that word from our sponsors. Uh, we've got oh, count. Uh, we're second in three point percentage in the league. I just looked it up. Ooh, Hell yeah, I like it. 39.3% only behind the Dallas Mavericks at 39.7. Hashtag advanced That's stats. So, we love it. So close. Uh, hashtag with England. What are you on? Are you on NBA stats or stat views or what? Uh, NBA.com. Oh, okay. Well, it's not. It's not refreshing for me, stupid thing. It's we, we shoot, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We shoot the eighth of least threes in the league. Self-efficient, dude. Yeah. That is crazy. So, so what you're saying is England has been revolutionary for us this season. <laughs> All right. I hated that. I see what you did there, Moles. <laughs> I see what you did there. Listen, Dolan will appreciate it. So that's all yeah. I would like that. Yeah. Of course, of course. That, that's when he'll, he'll comment on that one. All right. So this is not updated because for whatever reason, three-point percentages haven't updated yet. But this is uh, for the players. Top 10 three-point percentages coming into tonight. We're going to go. We're going to cycle around, see who gets the most, see if we can fill it up. This is the three strikes oh, you're out rule. Okay. So like oh, name oh, a, players across league. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you name okay. a player you think's in the top ten. If you get it right, I'll tell you you got one, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you get a strike. Three strikes, you're out. Last man standing or the person with the most right after we fill up the top ten wins. Got it? And percentage? Yep. Yes, three point percentage. percentage. Is there a yes. qualifier on like shots? Yeah, I was gonna say twelve shot like attempts. If you go one for one. 12 shot attempts? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 not just it's not just uh, Keontae Johnson coming in there for like two minutes and knocking down a three. Okay, gotcha. He has not done, but you know, just as an example, uh, I will say Cone is undefeated in games on Top of Thunder podcast, so no pressure, Matts. Yeah, I suck no, at these. No pressure. Well, we're gonna start with Moles because he hasn't been on in a while, and we'll go in a circle based on how I'm going here. So we got moles, cone, tyranny, since tyranny likes going last. Okay. So we're looking for top 10 in the league. Yes, sir. Dylan Brooks, believe it or not. Dylan Brooks is number four. Tied for number four coming into tonight. Moles has one point. Cone. Uh, Case and Wallace. Case and Wallace, number two in the league. 57.1% from three. One point for cone. Tierney. That's why I took that one off the board for you. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I guess Steph Curry has to be on there. Steph Curry is not on the top 10. Steph Curry is actually number 19. How do you do this, dude? Like, (laughs) whatever. One strike for Tierney. Uh, Back to Moles. Chet Holmgren. Oh, it's okay. Chet Holmgren is number three, 55.6% from three. The Thunder have two of the most efficient rookies from the three-point line this season. Actually, the two most efficient rookies for three-point ICs this season. So, Moles has two points. Cone has one. Cone, what you got? Lugens Dort. Lugens Dort is number 10, 52.5% from three. You guys both have two points. Tierney has one strike. Can he get on the board? Well, now I'm I'm thinking, is there another Thunder player? Which there might be. 
but actually he hasn't been that efficient. Here, I'll give you so a hint. Not there's there's not gonna be another Thunder player on here, bro. I'll tell you. There's I thought there might I thought there might I was thinking Zay. I was thinking Zay, but nah, all right, I'll go just I'll just go like um the Lillard. Isaiah Joe's not in the top 48, just saying. Uh Damian Lillard dude didn't need to say that. Is not on here, so but it's two strikes. I don't for know. I I've watched like one other NBA game besides the Thunder this year. I just don't know. It's okay. Right. Back Dame's, to been, Dame's been struggling. Not been a good start for Dame. I didn't know that. Uh, I remember seeing it. It's a weird. It's somebody weird, but um, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure I know who the number one guy is. I think I probably, probably made a video about this. <laughs> probably. No. Um. Uh, you got yeah. three strikes. Please. I'll, I'll I'll say Clay Thompson. It's wrong. Clay Thompson is not in the top 10. Been, yeah. 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 He um, is also not in the he's top He's got a weird 10. hitch to his shot. One he, strike oh, for two for moles. Watching him. Uh, I know he was the number one three-point shooter going into tonight. Um, or he was one of the top guys. Uh Jalen Smith of the Pacers. Jalen Smith, number one, 66.7 percent coming into tonight. As while Cone is now winning. Three points to two to zero. Uh, Tyranny, this is your turn. If you get this wrong, you are out. If you get a point, you get a point. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's go through some teams here. Oh, um, why did I not think of this earlier? Uh, uh, Luca. Luca Doncic. I was saying, how are the Mavs the, the number team. one freaking three point team, dude? Not in the top right. ten. <laughs> Tyranny he's got out. three strikes. Uh, he's, he's, he's back to you. We have uh, we have number four, number six, number seven, uh, eight, uh, and nine left. You have one Vassell? strike and two points. Devin Vassell is not on there. So you have okay. two strikes. Cone. Uh, Grant Williams. Grant Williams is number seven at fifty-two point nine percent. Yeah, he's Moles. that's that's the Maverick Moles. If you're wondering who it was, it's been Grant Williams, okay. man. I was like, I was ugh, weird. Was, yeah, okay. Yeah, I had the wrong Texas team. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn. Do 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 do. So you got Laurie Oh, Lori Markinen is close, but no cigar. He's actually 32. What? Okay. Three strikes are out. Cone, do you, do you know any more of them just, just uh, for fun of it? Yeah. Um, is Cameron Payne on there? Cameron Payne is number seven. See, like, okay. that's dumb. Like, how do you know that stuff? Uh, well, I watch too much basketball. Um, There's three I, more. But you get guys that are on it, there. Though. Yeah, I do. Thankfully, um, <laughs> you know, I have a conspiracy that like, tells, tells Dylan before, "Hey, I'm coming on the podcast. You want to do trivia?" And he just wins it every time. Uh, Dylan, how do you know all these? Dylan is Joe Harris in the top ten. He is not. That would be your first strike. Okay. Wow, I feel like in Rocky Four when they realize that the Russian can bleed, like not a machine. <laughs> Joe Harris isn't in the top forty-eight. Oh, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Um, oh, Alec Burks. Alec Burks is who I was thinking of on the Pistons. Alec Burks. Alec Burks. Four. Okay, I thought the wrong Pistons shooter. I was like, I know there's someone on the Pistons that's up there. 
Sanaya, um, number six and number nine left. Number six and number nine left. And you have what one strike, so yeah, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm gonna get these last. You already won. This is just for pride. <laughs> this is I know. I just this is when this is when you're playing pool against somebody and they already knock in the eight ball and then they go finish all your balls too. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, is Tobias Harris on there? Tobias Harris is not. That is your second strike. You can do this, Cone. Tobias ha- is he close? No, nah, he's not in the top forty-eight. Tobias Harris. I've guessed two Harrises that I've been wrong about. Uh, get away from Harris. It's yeah, not Kobe White. Um, he's probably on there. I don't know if he's he's he has to have shot enough three so far. <laughs> he's he's been kind of hurt, but is Devin Booker on there? Devin Booker is number six. Can okay. he clutch Ooh. it up? Who is the last one? Dylan. Shooting 19 of 36, 52.8%. Can I, can I ask a single question about this player? Sure. Are they a Thunder What's legend? What's his name? They are a Thunder legend. They are a Thunder legend. Is it Doug McDermott? It is Dougie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. McBucket's a shot wow. balls this year. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He looks amazing. Good. He looks Dude, amazing. Hey, well done, Cone. Flowers. <laughs> Thanks. Dude. Appreciate it. I love I love oh, these boy, weird boy. I because it's it's so funny. We're gonna look back on this like at the end of the season and like Jalen Smith leading the league in three point percentage. It's wild. <laughs> you know, Dame and Steph, like the guys that are gonna end up like leading the league and like neither of them are there. I don't know who I don't know why. I swore Tobias Harris was up there. I'm shocked he wasn't. There's a Gary Harris up here. Oh, Gary Harris is up there, Gary, bro. There, why is the why, why does the league have so many Harrises? Wow, they got my gotta weed them out. Yeah. Well, fellas, the Thunder play the Sacramento Kings on Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Late. second game of our in-season tournament. Uh, we will be doing a post-game pod with uh, Stephen Dolan who is uh, is not sick this week, so that'll be fun. Um, predictions real quick, guys. Kings game. Thinking W. Win. Win. We're going to win. There's going to be some of... In-season tournament so far. There's going to be some obscure rule that allows the Kings to have six players on the court, and it's somehow... Oh, gosh. And we end up losing at the end of the game. De'Aaron Fox so, has, hasn't played in a little while. He's going to come back against us, but not until the final minutes of the game when we thought he was ruled out. And he like mm. he does the thing where he like takes the, the blanket off and he was wearing a fake cast the whole time. Like, <laughs> he come, comes off the bench. And, Some real WWE stuff. Exactly. And he throws Boy, the ball are... under. He throws the ball from the bottom of the rim up and through and back down, which we think is a violation, but there's a rule that, yeah, makes it so that if a player doesn't enter until the fourth quarter, that rule doesn't apply to them. And then and all the public... topic thunder if this happens, please. And then please and then all us. the headlines are going to say the thunder were out fox. That's great. Oh yeah. god, there was a fox in the hen house. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, you know, even though the Kings have lost to the Rockets twice now, that's very interesting. But very um, the Kings yeah, had. They, the I will Thunder's say, if Fox doesn't. If Fox doesn't play, we should win this one. Because without Fox, they have been terrible so far this year. Like yeah. they just right now they're in a dogfight with the Blazers at the moment uh, with the chance to fall to two and five. So it's have them idea falling. Bad. Yeah, they're Keegan Murray's not knocking down his shots, so naturally he's gonna hit like six threes against us. Same thing with Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent believe Herter is gonna find a shot against us, but 
yeah, without Fox so far, they've looked terrible. So him yeah. playing or not is it's a big deal. But either way, we get the win. So. The beam is begging to be lit, and we it will is. not let it be lit. So the beam has the beam has cobwebs. We can't let it <laughs> can't let it turn on. All right, guys. But yeah, we got the we got that game coming up, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. We'll uh, we'll do podcasts afterwards. Probably ask for some questions to hear from you guys, and uh, yeah, keep it here for all your thunder needs. You know, we've been doing consistent post game content. Whether it's myself, Tyranny, Alex, uh, we'll get it out there. So stay here for post game podcasts, and uh, also weekly podcasting in between. So. With that being said, hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder Up. Thunder Up. Thunder Up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder Up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.